Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 5th of March 2017. Well, here we are into March and it's been freezing temperatures during the day where I am in Northern Ontario and at night it's been hitting 25 Fahrenheit below and uh, two, two or three nights in a row actually, actually quite a few nights in a row and that seems to be the, the kind of new normal as we go through global warming but all reality is distorted in this age of possibility thinking whatever you think about or imagine apart making can be made to happen and uh, that's where they've got society today uh, totally brainwashed and until they can't even make up their own minds about anything without being told by authority figures uh, what to believe, what to think and what to do and they've no memory either that's why they picked the weather it was so easy to really uh, manipulate over many years this idea of the weather and even bring you a weather channel until a little drizzle and half an inch of rain was going to be massive flooding in your, in your mind at least uh, because that's where all, all the all the catastrophes generally happen was in your mind, not in reality and uh, um, even half an inch of snow was going to bring everything to a standstill but that was the whole function of all the weather stations and so, I mean, who wants to watch weather 24 hours a day for goodness, I mean get a life huh? but everything is to make you uh, discount your own abilities really uh, to, to remember anything at all. And most folk, unfortunately, in this age of uh, living in climate-controlled houses and automobiles and so on, don't really remember much about the weather from one year to the next. And I've, I've experimented with people that I've met and, I, and just made comments like, oh, what's well, better than last year, it's worse than last year. And they, they'll tell you they can't remember what last winter was or last summer or whatever. That's how folk are now. They, their memory uh, is just zilch. And therefore, it's, they're really prime targets for the big boys to reprogram with a lot of uh, fiction, basically. Because the, the plan of using weather or the idea that the weather is out of control uh, and it's all your fault that it's out of control, that's the main part of it. It's anthropogenic global warming or climate change or whatever. They keep changing it as, as, as they, they can't bring up the facts to prove um, their, their so-called theories. They keep changing it, uh, but the, the, the plan is to make you go into austerity. I've read over the years so many articles about the post-consumer society um, and, and the Agenda 21, 2030, all the different names that have for the same thing, the Millennium Project, to bring you into austerity and to basically tax everything back from you that you earn and leave you just enough to crawl by on and to get lots of entertainment. Entertainment's awfully important because that's where you get most of your brainwashing from. Uh, how many of you watched all the catastrophic movies to do with, uh, with the weather out of control? And there's stacks of them out there. And it's all where it belongs in fiction, but um, they want to, to make you think it's in reality as well. But in, in fact, we've been sprayed and sprayed and sprayed since 1998, on a daily basis by geoengineering chemtrails. So, really, uh, what is normal anymore? It certainly isn't. If it's man-made, it's because they're spraying it. But that's man-made. There's jets up there doing that. <laughs> Someone plans it. Uh, someone uh, put the money forth from our money, of course, our tax money, to do all this kind of stuff. So what's normal anymore? What's normal anymore? 
Meanwhile, trying to make you think that you're causing weird, weird weather to happen. And you've got the heart banging away as well. And all their declassified documentation uh, telling you that one of the easiest things they can do is manipulate uh, the different uh, airstreams, the jet streams, and so on, and move weather patterns across the whole planet very easily. So there you go. Cause storms, droughts, floods, whatever they want, they can actually make it all happen. Old stuff. And, um, and it's not conspiracy, it's declassified stuff from the military uh, boys themselves at the Pentagon in the US. So we're living really through a, a, an amazing time where the battle for what, anything that remains of your mind is almost over for most folk. Most folk, and especially the young, had never had a chance. Never had a chance. They can't remember any time when things were fairly normal. They can't remember. They think it's always been like this. And um, they think that there's always been uh, news media talking about uh, weather uh, catastrophes. Uh, but no, there hasn't been. I, I do remember before the weather channels and so on. And, and, it, and I can remember too when the weather channels came in, that's when they started to push the hype to make folk doubt, doubt their own memory or, or their understanding of weather even though the, some of them had been living 60 years already, and suddenly went out the window, and they thought, well, I, I thought I remembered things, but I didn't realise it was that bad. Well, you didn't realise it was that bad, because it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that bad at all. It's all illusion. But it's the control technique is to do with weather control, massive taxation and austerity to supposedly combat it, and another whole, whole level of carbon taxes going through specialised banks. It's no coincidence that the Rothschilds, for instance, I think they had a big hand in the, with the Weather Channel years ago, initially at least, and, uh, and they end up proposing that all the carbon taxes go through their own private family bank in Switzerland. Uh, what a coincidence, eh? Uh, so they're terrified on the one hand, oh, 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 the sky's falling, and don't worry, just put your money in here and tax, and, and somehow it'll, it'll heal itself uh, what a great con this is, and also Wall Street wants it because with Wall Street there's a whole new a whole new level of bonds and stocks and and and, and carbon credits they can they can trade amongst themselves just like their junk bonds and everything else that they do. Uh, another great racket, and the whole of society has been trained that they've got to participate. There's your option; you have no choice in it. Your, your politicians that are pushing it all are all on the take. They know, and they, and they know. I've read all the articles. I won't do it all again, but the, the, the top politicians have said it doesn't matter if it's a con, and if all the all, the, all their data is fake, that came out of the, the different universities years ago, to do with the, the fudging the, 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 the data on on the weather. It doesn't matter if it's all fake. It's all on a good cause, basically. Because they can use that money across the world to help the poor people. But we're always helping the poor people that never get any any less poor. Isn't that strange? Isn't it? Hmm? But this is the, the racket that uh, we're getting subjected to. But what a control mechanism. To, how you can live. Uh, right down, and, and I'm telling you where it's supposed to go eventually. Right down to your own governments. Accepting quotas from, from the United Nations of how many live births they're going to allow. That's where it's eventually going to go. I'm kidding you not. I kid you not. You wait and see. It will eventually go that way. 
the whole, you know, they, they, they did these plans years and years and years ago. How to get to what they wanted to, to where they wanted to go was the big problem always. Well, now they've got the techniques, of course, and they're pushing it. And that's something that will definitely bring down uh, the pike. And you only see it coming. Yep. Most folk won't mind. Because you've already been conditioned with a nihilistic society and culture given to you. Uh, that it's, it's, it's good to kill most of your babies. Abortion's fantastic, apparently. Uh, and uh, it's been a mantra for years and years and years, pushed from the very, very top to make sure they can bring down populations. Well, this is the big kicker now. This is the big kicker. Even though most of you apparently are not breeding at all and you don't have children, and and again, they use that as an excuse to flood the country. So you can't you can't please your masters if you don't have children or you don't have many many children. They'll say, "Oh, there's not enough getting born. We've got to bring in lots from the third world countries that are overpopulated." Then they then they, they bang up your figures in your own countries, and then they claim that you're overpopulated. You can't please them. See, it's a racket. It's a con. When things don't make sense in a logical fashion, you know you're living in a con. Always remember that. Always remember that. Things are either logical or they're not logical. And don't let yourself be bamboozled with pseudo-scientific rubbish, you know, nonsense, uh, that they're, they're famous for shoving out there with graphs and charts and all that nonsense. Or the computer says, that predicts things. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. But I'll put some links up regardless to do with the carbon taxes starting off, including warnings by different premiers of Canada and the provinces of Canada. The heads are called premiers. Uh, that uh, it's going to really impact us all into, uh, you know, with less cash and, and the growth of industry is going to slow. I don't know where that industry is because we don't have any left after free trade. But uh, it's going to be used for, for going into more and more austerity and how things aren't so good and all that kind of stuff and just accept it and uh, yada, yada, yada. And mind you, I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to even step up the amount of indoctrination by fiction and entertainment they give you uh, to get through all this bad phase of poverty. And it'll be awfully cheap to get all this entertainment, even cheaper than it is now, or even free, perhaps, a lot of it. Uh, that's very essential, because you must get your indoctrination, which comes through fiction. So I'll put up a few links tonight to do with the carbon. And some of the... It's interesting, the U.S., uh, and I'll put some of the links up too, that uh, did um, put out articles a few years ago, is independent states were going to introduce the different carbon taxes themselves quietly before everybody else. And uh, you're going to understand, that, how can I put it, the whole idea of having a guy running the country is, is so farcical, or just a party running a country is so farcical, because the big agendas continue, agendas that were made 40, 50 years ago, continue regardless of who is in as a party. There really is a fact. I'll touch on a few things tonight to show that too, but that's how it really, really is. We live in a completely manufactured, remanufactured reality game uh, for the general population. The youngsters are totally indoctrinated into it, very, very intensely, uh, from the from the day they can comprehend anything at all, uh, right through their lives.
and the adults too are, are, are being, were hit. The ones that literally were already adults before the internet came along, uh, they were all already hit by it as well. They'd already been infected by television indoctrination as well. So it's just incredible the techniques that are used. Not really, I suppose, especially when they can show you so much stuff as entertainment to fascinate you. And we truly do have a, a boredom aversion. Uh, most folk can't read books today. And actually, for a long time, most folk haven't read books. And so anything that moves in front of their eyes with, with flickering lights or whatever uh, will hold their attention. And you can do an awful lot with that. And you can certainly indoctrinate them very well as they're fascinated and hypnotized by whatever they're looking at. Again, old techniques. I've done lots of shows on that over many, many years. So go into cuttingthroughthemirage.com archives and you'll find stacks and stacks and stacks of stuff all for free mind you you can help donate as well i always forget that you could donate and help me take along here if possible because things aren't going great as you all know canada's worse with austerity and higher prices and we're going into it with the carbon taxes now too so it's getting worse and worse uh, so as i say if you if you got a few extra pennies don't be shy about sending them my way but as I say, the, the archive section has got thousands of talks out there for free uh, that have so much data in them. Um, it's a library. It's a big library in itself. Society has been so hammered by the cultural experts at the top know, who know exactly how to bring healthy functioning societies down into the gutter where they're dysfunctional and sick and even kill their own children. And, and it hasn't stopped yet. It hasn't stopped. And they make it even seem to be fun. You know, that's how it's put across. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, lots of, of, of just indiscriminate sex everywhere is just fun and, 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 and entertaining. And they put characters in front of you that have hardly any clothes on sometimes, like Lady Gaga, uh, to kind of push that whole image of fun, fun. Evan's fun. And there's no, there's no consequence to anything that happens. And even if there happens to be a consequence, don't worry about it. You know, in some magical world, they'll get rid of all the problems. It's just astonishing. Because people think that individuals in the music industry or anything else on a big scale literally are who they say they are. They're just self-made whatever. Rubbish. Machines. Big machines. What you're looking at is the end product from the factory. The big entertainment factory. With stacks of people behind it, and who know exactly what culture they're pushing, and the age groups they're targeting, and what they want youngsters to emulate in their thoughts and their conversations and in their actual real life, too. They know exactly what they're doing with it all. Do you realize? I mean, I haven't, I don't have TV, so I don't watch anything like that, and haven't watched for years. But someone uh, had mentioned about Gaga and the Super Bowl and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and always make sure that it's all... The, for the youngsters, for the youngsters who always uh, think there's going to be occultic stuff, oh, and they give you a few symbols. And, and it's all managed by the, the, the professionals who manage the videos, etc., and the whole persona of the front person who happens to jump around wearing very little. That's just a front person, really. But it's also meant to, to, to draw all the youngsters in. Oh, it's occult, it's magic, it's magic in there. And all that stuff. No, it's not. The only magic you're getting, really, is a spell that sinks into your mind and starts the disease off. That's what, it, that's what it's meant to do. Really. 
until youngsters watching that won't know what they are eventually by the time they're finished. That's the intention of it. Do you think it's just happened? Is, is that there to entertain you? No. Really? There's no other way to do it, see? They have to show you all that stuff and get you to I think it's all quite normal. Really? You're not sure what you are? And there's no consequences in the song. In fact, one of the songs that Gaga apparently sung, the words to it, says, I want your disease. That's that's to do... <laughs> there's actually, I think, a video up there called um, Getting the Gift. And it's to do with... It was young gay guys who, who literally deliberately want to get AIDS... And, and that's their sort of certificate to manhood. It's, it's, you know, they're really mature. They're, um, it's very much like a lot of the youngsters in the, in the States who join the gangs and they get into prison so they can just say they've been in prison. Same kind of thing. Only it's, it's lethal. <laughs> but here it is getting sung, and you think this woman just dreamed this up herself, and that's what it's portraying? Come off it. You have no idea, and I've said before, that everything is weaponized. Everything is weaponized. It's just astonishing. But uh, for, 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 <laughs> people, youngsters think that what they see on television is real, and, and it's, when it appears so easy, uh, folk dancing across the stage or whatever they're doing, uh, then, uh, by God, they, ta- they don't realize the whole, whole, there's, there's a bunch of engineers and producers all putting bits of clips of, of, of videos together to make the one. It's a long term process, very time consuming and the same with any kind of music overdubbing and lots of choruses because that's what they all use today, anybody can make them uh, and, um, and they can make anybody sound uh, passable too uh, from a studio or in a studio it's the message that's important and the people who run the front person that's important the ones who know the psychology behind what they're actually driving at and what they're pushing it's not happenstance the whole culture is poisoned that way. I was reading a, a book by Peter Hitchens, who was the brother of Christopher Hitchens, or the late uh, Christopher Hitchens. And Peter Hitchens was talking about the decay of Britain, basically, dismantling of Britain. He's talking about, and, and towards the last uh, chapter, uh, how the culture industry literally ran the BBC and all the other uh, television outlets and so on, and it's interesting, back in the late 90s, he mentioned some TV show in Britain called Grange Hill. I don't know, I never watched TV even over there, so I don't know what it was, except it was to do with youngsters at school, and it would bring all the social issues in, into drama. It was a soap opera with teenagers. And, and I guess in the, in the States, they had similar ones when they go at the same time. And the same in Canada. It's just coincidence, supposedly. They all have the same things at the same time. No, it's not. That's how the whole uh, English-speaking world is, is run. All the, all, the, all the way back to Steptoe and Son and Three's Company and so on. And uh, Robin's Nest. All these things are, are managed in the same way. To get points of view for change across. To change. And that's the whole key, change. But Hitchens was talking about uh, these ones, how they're... Every every non-government organisation in the country, back in the 90s, uh, was pestering uh, the producers of that show, and many other shows too, to get all the social, uh, uh, their particular beefs, social beefs across in, in, in fantasy form to, to influence the, the youth. That's how it was done. 
But you already had years and years of the same stuff through Coronation Street for a whole bunch of different age groups. But when they target the youth, they know exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it. Right down to ridiculous scenarios of changing the characters to suit your new political correct characters and what they're trying to promote as to change realities or what's good and what's bad and turn things upside down. That's what they do. This is a war. It's a war. And it's a war of the controllers on all of you. They're not happy until they know they've won, which is when you pirate exactly what they've told you to pirate. And you'll see, I believe in this, which is what they've told you to believe in, you see. It's always destructive to your own culture. And you're part, you individually are part of the culture. (laughs) There's a reason for it, of course. You know, the techniques of tyranny are generally much the same. Uh, At least what we achieve is much the same. Totalitarian um, methodology has particular footprints and techniques that it uses. Uh, But you can actually... Uh, they'll always make you believe in something which is ridiculous uh, on pain of punishment of some kind or another if you refute what they tell you, some, uh, something uh, that they say is right in front of you. This is, this is this or this is that. And if you say, well, that's not what I see, you're in trouble. George Orwell had it in 1984 with many fingers and holding up and two and two is four, etc., but in the land of the blind, they also show you, as they're punishing you or even torturing you, uh, they'll say, what's better than a nice juicy steak is they're starving you to death. And you're supposed to reply, a stale piece of bread, that's better than, than a nice juicy steak. If you don't do it, so you get punished and beat up again. That's standard stuff, you see. They, 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 they will tell you, <laughs> they'll tell you what terms to use, what names to use for everything. And you better go along with it or you're going to get punished big time. Big time. That's totalitarian. That's real tampering with the human mind. Where you cannot say what your conclusions are on anything, actually. But definitely what you see in front of your, of your face. You better see what you're told to see or else. And you better behave accordingly or else. And that's tyranny. That's mind control. And it's being used in such an incredible scale across the world right now, all from entertainment pretty well and educational facilities, uh, that um, it's a big, big push. It's a must-be, as I call it, uh, for the controllers. And there are world controllers. They are world controllers, not just national controllers, but world controllers. The few countries are not totally under the, the, the grasp of those who control all the resources and everything in it. Um, are under attack right now, as you well know. Uh, but there's very little opposition left anymore. Now, regardless of what you believe in uh, to do with abortion, the fact is big, big movements were producing uh, the idea long ago to do with uh, life being cheap, different classes being even cheaper, in, in the life situation that is. I mean, Margaret Sanger was, was an elitist in herself. Socialist movements always have been. They always prattle on about the Nazis, which are national socialists. But uh, Margaret Sanger and all the other socialist movements over the end of Fabian Society and so on were completely elitist to do with eugenics and should they breed certain people out, etc. 
which peoples should they retain? They really believed in uh, improving the race, as they call it, by selective breeding and literally uh, wiping out undesirables, as they called it. She was all for that. And yet, once they got abortion, uh, pretty well common now, the normal, you might say, it's normalized. Uh, and then you, you teach uh, the, the young women that it's all quite normal. Um, the next step is to, and I mentioned this before, I even read the article in the air when it was a, a surgeon who went into the, I think it was the Lancet group or the, the British Medical Association group, and he gave a speech in, in one of the universities, in fact, in front of his peers, or almost peers, and, and talked about some, in his culture, killing children up to the age of three was acceptable. And it's back in the paper again. It's back in the paper again. They try to push. They never go. Never goes away. They always go. They always have the next level ready to go, and and, and they'll they'll bring out ones that you'll think, well, they're hardly alive anyway, and that's how they'll start it all. Well, you know, and uh, and give you lots of entertainment again, distract you, and and then step it up and step it up. That's how everything works. That's how we're managed. We are in incredible mind control. We're under it completely today. And I mean completely. Never mind all the different technological uh, techniques used on you constantly through um, Wi-Fi, microwave, and so on. That's well disclosed by guys at the top, for those who care to to read upon it. And I've even done talks before and and given you all the links uh, to documentaries put out by them themselves on how you can tinker with uh, your emotions um, electronically. But... um, just basically indoctrination. And once you have one generation indoctrinated, the rest follow suit much more easily. Until literally your, your grandma could probably watch some of the stuff coming out now without blushing, or maybe a little bit of a blush, but your mother would be there too, then, then you yourself, uh, watching the same stuff on TV, and you'll nothing will really upset you. Just knock down uh, the, the social norms, and the rest follows suit. It's quite easy until there's nothing left holding up the, the roof, basically. All the pillars are knocked down. That's the technique of totally wiping out all that was to bring in the new, and the new is what your masters have designed for you to believe in. And unfortunately, it works awfully well. Most folk accept it, thinking it's all quite natural. Now, as I was saying before, too, when they show you anything to do with uh, supposedly music and uh, almost nude dancing or, 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 or simulating sex on stage in a, a music video uh, with all kinds of things, um, uh, there's definitely intention behind it all to dis- destroy all that was to bring in the new, as I say, and to get people to emulate it all. Uh, and a lot of children will actually try all these different things that they see and end up in an awful mess. But uh, it's no coincidence, as I say, it's, it's pushed, always pushed through sex. A very strong, strong instinct is sex. You know, it's, it's uh, uh, something that, that uh, it, it just, that you, you can certainly control it. And, uh, uh, and at one time, uh, societies pretty well did control it to an extent. Everyone was taught to do so. Otherwise, you paid the consequences of uh, literally your actions. It made you think twice about what you're going to do, and um, 
and with whom for sure, because often meant marriage and uh, and families. That's the reason for it. That way you didn't need a welfare state to take care of, of children or abortions because the children were welcome and it was quite natural to have children. But not today, of course. Your, your masters don't want you to have children anymore. And specific groups are targeted for having no children at all, more so than other groups, as you, as you will. If you just look around you, it's, it's obvious, isn't it? And I, I, I heard today, in fact, that there's some movie that's not long out with Keanu Reeves in it, and it's under the guise of a horror movie, and, and it's apparently, it's got all the S&M in it, sadomasochism, it's meant to portray uh, almost borderline legal sex ages for for young women, and a lot of lesbianism in it and so on, and perversions galore, including necrophilia, which I've said before, uh, the Frankfurt School said uh, they would utterly destroy Western culture completely right down until necrophilia was normal. Well, it's already here in their movies and so on. Quite, quite amazing. But that movie, as I say, was called um, Neon Demon. <laughs> a ridiculous name, Neon Demon. Again, with, with the stuff that's meant to uh, fascinate youngsters. Oh, here's the occult. Look at these symbols. Oh, how occult this is. Oh, look at these symbols. And all that kind of stuff. And, and it's meant, it's really picturing young women doing crazy things, and guys too, with to them, uh, with long knives sticking them down their throats. I mean, absolutely disgusting. And that's the whole message of the darn thing, you know. For goodness sake. When you start to enjoy this kind of stuff, then life is becoming, it's already becoming cheap. And that's the intention of it too. But it's also that nothing's normal, or everything that can be done is normal. Actually, that's probably the true message. Anything that can be done is therefore normal. And since that's a lie, then society further suffers of disintegration, social disintegration. Of course it is. You're under a warfare, an incredibly powerful warfare. Uh, Not by chance. It's well-directed. They have lots of think tanks working on this kind of thing all the time with psychologists, neuroscientists, behaviorists, and so on. And they've been there your whole life. They were there before I was born, these ongoing um, groups, because it's, it's essential that your mind and your culture is not only controlled but altered, completely altered, but totally dominated. Now, I've mentioned Lord Bertrand Russell many times because he's so important. He and many others working together in the Frankfurt School, he worked with the Frankfurt School, and he worked with the Macy Group. They all worked together with other think tanks too, working with them. And they were given literally the authority by the U.S. president after World War II to create a new culture, a new culture to dominate and control society in the, in the West. So they used it in Britain, they used it everywhere else too. And it's still ongoing today. It's been awfully successful until the culture that was is pretty well eradicated, completely eradicated. All the old social norms are pretty well gone, uh, demolished. Anybody who's still held on to those beliefs now and ways of behaving are, are probably put under some kind of mental illness today by the modern 
manipulators of so-called science of psychology. But Russell himself helped to shape, as I say, with, with the, uh, the Frankfurt School and so on, the culture uh, and how the culture would be changed over time, right down to abortion, uh, right down to uh, destruction of the family uh, until everyone's just single and having lots of sex and so on. Uh, but he also worked on techniques to do with um, uh, psychology. That was his, his particular kind of field, uh, psychology and so on. But he lit things out the bag in the 1950s when he wrote The Impact of Science on Society. He says, Physiology and psychology, he says, afford fields for scientific technique which still await development. Two great men, and he mentions Pavlov, and Freud. Now, Pavlov was the scientist in the Soviet system, the early Soviet system, who helped change the society there for this, to meet the Soviet man and woman, the ones who would be little robots and so on. He, he was a guy who shocked all the dogs. He had a great time just creating incredible pain to animals and in order to find out how to use it all in people. <laughs> anyway, uh, he, this is what uh, Russell said. Two great men, Pavlov and Freud. Now, Freud was a con man, too, who was anything but uh, virtuous, even with his own patients. Uh, he was quite something else. But anyway, it says, they've laid the foundation for this new physiology and psychology. I do not accept the view that they are in any essential conflict, but what structure will be built on their foundations is still in doubt. I think the subject, which will be of the most importance politically, is mass psychology. Now, this is what they were using. I mean, when they say they were thinking of doing things, they were already doing it. This is how they write their books. Its importance has been enormously increased by the growth of modern methods of propaganda. Of these, the most influential is what is called education. Now, this guy worked with all the groups that worked with the United Nations to create a new culture. Education is propaganda. Religion plays a part, though a diminishing one. The press, the cinema, and the radio play an increasing part. Entertainment and, and so on. It may be hoped that in time anybody will be able to persuade anybody of anything. If he can catch the patient young and is provided by the state with money and equipment. And it's true, you've got characters in front of your face today that tell you what you, you better believe about them and so on. Russell continued, the subject will make great strides when it's taken up by the scientists under a scientific dictatorship. The social psychologists of the future will have a number of classes of school children whom they will try different methods of producing an unshakable conviction that snow is black. Now, he's just using that as an example. And there was, you just take a group of children and you'll give them a completely different reality than from another group and you'll test them out together with the other group eventually to see how they then try and communicate with their beliefs to each other. Anyway, so various results will soon be arrived at. First of all, that the influence of home is obstructive, that is, do straight away with the, with the family unit. Second, uh, that not much can be done unless indoctrination begins before the age of 10. Third, that verses set to music and repeatedly intoned are very effective. And that's why during the 60s, you had so many songs. The Beatles were prime of that where at the end of the song, they could go on for three or four minutes just, just repeating one line over and over and over again. 
Fourth, that the opinion that snow is white must be held to show a morbid taste for eccentricity. Uh, But I anticipate it's for the future scientists to make these maxims precise and discover exactly how much it costs per head, so economics at the end of factoring, to make children believe that snow is black and how much less it would cost them to believe it is dark grey. In other words, uh, whatever the state decides they'll be taught to believe, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll do lots of experiments to, to, tr- to test it all out. The, the techniques you see are, it's the techniques that are important. He concluded with a warning, although the science will be diligently studied, it will be rigidly confined to the governing class. The populace will not be allowed to know how its convictions were generated. And, and they are, most folk never question. They've all got lots of opinions, but they never question how they got them. <laughs> it says, every government that has been in charge of education for a generation will be able to control its subjects securely without the need of armies or policemen. And some countries are better at it than others, obviously. I mean, Canada is one of the most docile countries where you, they can literally tax and tax and incredibly high levels of taxation. And now we're going to carbon taxes to bring into, into austerity. And there won't be a murmur from... If it is, they're going to publish it for sure, that's true. But there's hardly a murmur from the people. Which makes you ask, what else is being used on the public here? Yeah. Now, Russell also wrote the scientific outlook. He put a whole chapter down to education done by a scientific society. He talked about different levels of education, one for the ruling elites and one for the ordinary people. So two levels of education. So that the ruling elites, the Charles Galton Darwin types, would be told the real facts of how everything really works and what agendas happen to be true and how they're working and all the rest of it. The ordinary people would be told how to stay obey and all that. But but um, the scientific rulers would give a, a different education for ordinary folk. And uh, ordinary folk would be taught to be docile, he says industrious, punctual, thoughtless and contented. So docile, industrious, punctual, thoughtless, and contented. Contentment would be the, the, the highest on the, on, on the list, the most important thing to do. Behaviorism, biochemistry, uh, would be brought in to work on people to make this uh, more, more definite. So biochemistry, look at what you're eating today and you call it food. And again, do you think it's just for the, the, the profit motive that uh, they make things uh, dirt cheap for themselves and, and they add chemicals instead of leaving the food alone and all that? No, no, no. <laughs> it says, it said too in that, in that book, The Scientific Outlook, it said, all the boys and girls will learn from an early age to be what is called cooperative. And that means to do exactly what everybody is doing, everybody else is doing. Initiative will be discouraged. And that's what you see in schools now. It's all groupthink, isn't it? If you don't agree with the teacher on something, you're told to stand in the corner until you agree to and to vote the same way as a whole class on something or whatever it happens to be. And um, initiative would be scientifically trained out of them. That's what you said. Uh, for the children who would be amongst um, the ruling class, uh, their education would be basically uh, have one, one prime thing, which was loyalty to the world states. 
and to their own order as a ruling class. And members of the governing class will be encouraged to be adventurous and full of initiative. It will be recognized that it is their business to improve scientific technique and to keep the manual workers contented by means of continual new amusements. So, so realize that Hollywood isn't just a bunch of independent people. and No, this is a particular class. And every country's got its own version of it, Hollywood too. And they'll use your tax money, by the way, to indoctrinate you. Under grants and art grants and God knows what else. And there was one exception to all of this. And he says, on those rare occasions... When a boy or girl who has passed the age at which it's usual to determine social status shows such marked ability as to seem the intellectual equal of the rulers, in other words, someone from the lower caste or class or whatever, has the ability to understand things and and has a, a high enough intellect, a difficult situation will arise requiring serious consideration. If the youth is content to abandon his previous associates, that means family and everything, friends, and to throw in his lot wholeheartedly with the rulers, he may, after a suitable test, be promoted. But if he shows any regrettable solidarity with his previous associates, the rulers will reluctantly conclude that there's nothing to be done with him except to send him to the lethal chamber (laughs) before his ill-disciplined intelligence has time to spread revolt. This will be a painful duty to the rulers, but I think they will not shrink from performing it. This guy is hailed as some great philosopher. Anyone asks why? Well, why? Ask as much as long as you want. Ask why. He, he's got this uh, this kind of fame, or he's even infamous. And why was he working with all these top groups, hatching and working on uh, uh, the new indoctrination processes? That you're all you're still living through them yet. It, it, what they designed in the fifties, sixties, and the seventies hasn't all been fulfilled yet. They're still going through different phases of it. But. Um, you think about that. Uh, everything he talked about in the 50s, or even in 1931, in fact, education as scientific society, that was uh, um, the scientific outlook. You think about that. Has it all been pretty well done? All of that with this red here. Pretty well been done, isn't it? They're using genetics now to go through your family history. You're helping them, too, with the Internet. The Internet's a fantastic tool they gave you uh, in order to they can get all your data from you that you'll voluntarily put out there. You, do, you save them a lot of work. You, you, you put through your family uh, medical histories, everything like that, and they can work, work through it, and, and they, can, they can see that if you're liable to come down with something or not and how much you're going to cost the system, therefore don't treat so-and-so uh, because uh, they don't, don't want to live a few more years anyway, so what's the point? Uh, I'm not kidding you. Everyone's marked out this way today, your economic value to, to, to their society at the top. That's, that's the only reason you're around. And that's the only reason they might help you or they might not help you if you get sick or what they're going to treat you with. That's how bad it is. And, and folk have no idea. They think it's all quite, somehow quite normal. Sad, isn't it? That you take everything for granted. It's just, if it's there, it must be normal. 
whatever it happens to be. Beginning back again to what you must do in a totalitarian society is obey and see what they tell you you better see. Remember Orwell in 1984, as he's been, as Winston's been tortured, O'Brien uh, says to him, how many fingers am I holding up? And when eventually, after many, many torturing sessions, uh, Winston uh, says, I'm trying to see whatever it was that he was supposed to see, three or four, whatever it was, fingers. I'm trying to see, I'm really trying to see. And then eventually he sees them and he says, it's not good enough, O'Brien uh, uh, says, that you say what I want to hear you say. You've got to believe it. In other words, you, your reconditioning would be thorough when you would believe that whatever amount of fingers you put up there uh, uh, were what O'Brien said it was, regardless of how many were actually there. Your whole ability to reason logically will be up in the air according to your masters, and they'll tell you what you better see, and so on. And that's where we are today. That's where we are today, folks. And you know it too, and you know I'm telling the truth. That's what you're supposed to see. Or else. So when your own government mandates that you see three fingers or whatever it happens to be, <laughs> uh, you're in trouble. You, you really are, because it doesn't stop there. It really doesn't. Or, or what's better than a good juicy steak or a steel piece of bread? Or else. Into isolation room until you until you're drooling for that steel piece of bread. That's where we are. That's really where we are. And they're not finished yet. You know, when, once, once you go into the realm of insanity, promoted as normalcy, there's no limit. Once you've, once you've acquiesced to give up sensibilities and, and, and test the waters, that there's, there's nothing to stop it going the whole way into utter madness. And it's very cleverly designed madness to benefit your rulers. And you do have rulers. You really do have rulers. You, you think that... <laughs> look at the news. The news is a soap opera today. That's what news is. It's a soap opera. doesn't matter what side of the news you're looking at. It's a soap opera. It really is. Because really, what are you being told about anything? Nothing. Nothing that matters. Nothing that matters. I mean, do, do you know that, that, that the old, and I'll put this up tonight too, Brandon Turberville's site, he's got some good stuff up there on Syria to do with the CIA's plans for Syria going back into the 1980s. And they haven't changed. They haven't changed. The same agenda goes on, regardless of what party appears to be in power, which tells you there's a bigger party way above them. And boy, are they really having a party. Because they always get what they want. And and sure enough, thereafter, John McCain goes over to, to the Middle East and so on, and comes back again. Bingo, uh, all the embargoes are back on Syria, and they want them out, they want Assad out, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, and they're trying to make a deal, of course, uh, McCain and the rest of them with, with uh, Russia. And, and they'll get what they want if they bribe enough uh, people off. That's how things work. And it's sad, that, isn't it? But you can buy people off that will even destroy their own people in the process. 
that's awfully sad, but human nature it really is. But it, it's, an, it's as old as the hills, that whole thing. The money men always get what they want. They can always bribe certain people, always. But um, tonight I will put up other links, as I say, apart from the mind control and all that. Uh, I'll put up other links to Syria because it's, it's kind of important, isn't it? So this whole back and forth with Syria, and you think, for goodness sake, maybe they're going to get some peace after, but no, there's never any peace. There's never any peace. As I say, I put up uh, Brandon's uh, stuff on Syria. 1983 CIA document reveals plan to destroy Syria and foreshadows current crisis. That uh, was up on March the 2nd, 2017. It says, as the Syrian crisis enters its sixth year, the Donald Trump administration is looking more and more like the Obama administration every day. With the Trump regime refusing to open useful dialogue with Russia regarding Syria, its obvious uh, anti-Iran and pro-Israel positioning, and support from the uh, very questionable safe zone plan for Syria, the odds for a rational U.S. policy in, re- in regards to Syria has lower and lower odds of existence as time progresses. And... Um, Things just go on and on. I mean, I've, I've, I've given lots of talks over the years about why bother voting? Really? Why bother voting when it's rather obvious? And, and mind you, too, even if you had someone genuine that you voted in, if, if it could, a miracle could happen, if that was possible, do you really think that one person could change it all? Because there's a massive machinery there around them and above them that stops them doing what they want to do anyway. And also put in this other uh, article that comes from the first one, uh, bringing real muscle to bear against Syria. And it's again 14 September 1983. There's a summary of that. uh, About the hammerlock on US interests both in Lebanon and in the Gulf. Uh, through closure of Iraq's pipeline, uh, thereby threatening Iraqi internationalization of the war. And so it's all to do with money, economics, and the big boys who own the world, as you well know. This is from 1983, and um, I'll put this, these articles up uh, that Brandon managed to, to dig up. And uh, saving Syria, assessing options for regime change, from the Brookings Institute to show you how this recent article, again, uh, well, fairly recent article, it's from 2012, Middle East Memo, is mirroring basically what's happening today. Uh, and it's from that think tank at the Brookings Institute to show you uh, that, um, that they've been pushing for the, the, the regime change for a long time. And they always get what they want. Uh, and God help anybody that doesn't go along with it, because they just flatten you. Imagine all the folk getting slaughtered, getting slaughtered all the time for long-term plans that most folk don't even know are going on half the time. But it's no different to the plans against you, your culture, anything left to your culture. In fact, even you as an individual, it's going on all the time as well. Constantly. Constantly. Really. If you understood that you can't relax in a, in a system where all the different sciences and psychologies and behaviorism are working very cleverly 
and coordinated too by those who own the world to make sure that you are dysfunctional and that you will not be a problem to the masters at your entire life long or else, as I've read already in tonight's talk. And there's another article here too, and I can't find it anywhere else just at the moment, but uh, it's from March the 3rd, 2017, and it's from a Chilean uh, site, newspaper. It says, um, just a matter of days after John McCain's unusual trip to Syria and Turkey, the Turkish government has cut off water supplies from the Euphrates River into northern Syria, violating international conventions on water rights. Now, if this is true, why isn't that beyond the news here? And it says, well, some measures of stability returned to pockets of northern Syria following the Syrian army's recent liberation. And they go to backside foremost, uh, I should say, from Aleppo to Al-Qaeda, not Al-Qaeda to Aleppo, but Aleppo to Al-Qaeda. So they got it back from Al-Qaeda. And elsewhere, uh, external forces seem determined to keep the regions volatile regardless of the cost. In the latest example of aggressive foreign intervention in Syria, Turkey, which has long played an antagonistic role in Syria's nearly six-year-long conflict, has now cut off the flow of the Euphrates River into Syria, depriving the nation of one of its primary sources of water. Well, we know that Turkey is under the financial control big time at the U.S. banks and so on. Anyway, so according to the Kurdish uh, Hawar news agency, Turkey cut water supplies to Syria around February 23rd, which subsequently forced a hydroelectric plant at the Tishran Dam to shut down while also significantly reducing water su- levels on its associated reservoir. The dam supplies both water and power to key parts of northern Syria, such as the city of uh, Manbij and other parts of the predominantly Kurdish uh, Kobani canton. It also irrigates over 640,000 hectares of farmland. Well, there you go. You really get fed up with it. You really do. But, I mean, I've said before, living is like constant uh, deja vu. You've seen it all before. You've read articles from years ago when they talk about what the plant can do. Because big boys love to publish their plans, if you know where to look. And uh, and they do, and it gets awfully boring watching it all happen. Uh, but it really does reinforce the fact that you're not living in what you think is a, a, a stumble-along reality. It's not like that at all. It's so far from that in every direction. Right down to the minutiae of how your life is controlled as well. And just like monkey see, monkey do, because uh, this really comes from a movie. I'm sure there was movies out about this uh, what, years ago about um, teenagers committing suicide as part of a, a social media game. It's actually happening in real life. It just shows you the effects of all this. And it's dreamed up by the experts who know what they're doing, who work with the psychologists and the behaviorists and the target age groups, and they know exactly what they're doing. And it says Russian teenagers committing suicide as part of a bizarre social media game called Blue Whale Police. And it says uh, two schoolgirls felt their deaths after taking part in the suicide game. And it's on social media. Uh, I'm not surprised because when you're, when you're really young, people can be, they're very impressionable. Often they don't know what's real and what isn't real. 
was fantasy was not a fantasy. And the more they get engrossed into games and uh, the technology used in creating the games and working on their own brains, uh, the easier it is to be, believe it's all real. They haven't matured yet, they're still maturing, and it's easy to be... Contr- and I tell you, the big uh, corporations and organizations that control our brains and our minds and the cultures will be studying them intently as some sort of uh, trial study on things they can actually use on the whole population eventually because they really want to depopulate much, much quicker than they've been doing and they've got to get us to do it all for them and to be happy doing it as well. Sad, isn't it, how so perfectly we're understood? But it's mainly because you've never understood yourself. You haven't really understood reality because your master has decided not to let you. That's how it really is. People like Bertrand Russell didn't just put out books to do with wishes, how he wished things would be, or, or write a list and put up the chimney to Santa Claus. He worked with the big organizations that were given governmental authority to recreate new cultures for the Western societies. To the music, to the open sex, to everything, to the destruction of marriage, right down to even abortion, where you've got other personalities coming out saying it's a great thing, a great thing to abort children. When your society has got to that stage, you're over the edge of destruction. And it's (laughs) literally, if it goes unchecked, uh, hell, hell is brought down upon everyone. And it'll be carefully managed as well, as we all go down the tubes. But as Russell said, Bertrand Russell said, there's nothing with the right sciences and chemicals added and all the rest of it, there's nothing you cannot make people believe. Nothing. So from myself, Alan Watt, from a very bitterly cold Ontario, Canada in March, 25 below zero Fahrenheit, which is 30-odd below on the centigrade, around that, that, that mark. It's good night. I mean, your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>